0: Welcome to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust, a podcast for digital transformation leaders where we discuss the latest cyber attack issues, enterprise security strategies, and current security events so that you can successfully accelerate network and security transformation. And now, here's what's on our mind this week. Welcome back,
1: everyone, to another episode of Cloudy with a Chance of Trust. Today, we have an interesting topic to talk about machine learning and AI. And here, who better to speak to it than Zscaler's own
2: Howie Shu? Welcome, Howie. Thank you, Pam. Glad to be here.
1: Howie, can you give our listeners a little insight into your background, into your role here at Zscaler?
2: Sure. I'm the VP of Machine Learning and AI at Zscaler. I came to Zscaler through the acquisition of TrustPath a few years ago. So I was the founder and the CEO of TrustPath. And we came to Zscaler family because Zscaler had an aspiration to be a leader Mm -hmm. in not just security, right, cloud security, but also AI assist security. And we have gone a long way. We can talk about more about it.
1: Let's jump into it. If I didn't really understand how AI or machine learning would tie into the Zscaler platform, can you explain, really, how does it play into the platform? Because we're a security platform. What does AI and machine learning do with that?
2: Our customers may or may not realize, right? They actually taking a, advantage of the AI machine learning technology already in our platform, from our platform. For instance, right, you know, what, what does Zscaler do? We do intrusion detection, we do uh, malware detection, right? We kind of uh, have lots of the threats blocked for our customers. Some of the threats uh, we block from third party, from our security research, and some of that from our AI machine learning team. So we discover then new unknown, pretty evasive threats, and we put it into our platform. You may not know, but you actually, you know, some of the threats we blocked for you yesterday or last week uh, were AI-based.
1: Wow. So can you give us a little insight into what you're working on now? Um, like what's the the projects that you have underway or where are you seeing machine learning and AI expand within
2: Zscaler? Right. So to answer that question, I probably want to give you a little bit more complete picture of the previous one, which is, you know, what does the platform already have, right? If you think about the cybersecurity industry, you know, we actually have been talking about AI machine learning for many, many years, right? And uh, malware detection, you know, URL classification, website classification. So those are, to me, like a stakeholders, like almost uh, most of the security companies would do that, right? So we have already put that into production for many years, so that's what you know we already have. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of what we want to have in the future, or what we are cooking in the lab, or what we wanted to productize more, is uh, really there are two directions. One is you know, in terms of the threat, right? We kind of get a low-hanging fruit, right? You know, if there is a, ma- a malware family, some variation of that, you know, using AI machine learning to predict the variations right? We, have, we are already doing a pretty good job. But there are threats that's far more evasive, right? You know, think, you know, some of the recent attacks over the last few years, they were hidden in the network for many months, right? You know, C2, they, they, they actually get, caused a lot of damages, right? How do we detect those very evasive attacks sooner or earlier for our customers? So that's actually a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, so essentially threat unknown threat detection, but more evasive ones, so that's one direction. The other direction we are doing is, you know, forget about threat itself, no matter how good a threat detection or prevention system you have, you still want to have a good policy, meaning that who can access what, right? This is a zero trust, right? Zero trust is one of the buzzword that everyone is talking about these days. But I would argue that very, very few vendors or very, very uh, few customers really, really have taken zero trust into true true reality, right? So, what is zero trust? zero trust is when user or a user can only access certain applications, no more and no less, right? Well, it's easy when it's just you and, and me looking at mm-hmm. twenty applications. Right? What if there are ten thousand users? Mm-hmm. What if there are ten thousand applications? Who's going to make sure a user going to certain number of applications, no more and no less? Who's going to do all the work? And by the way, that person's situation changes all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And because of the dynamic nature, because of the context changes, and also the granularity cannot be, hey, everyone belonging to the engineering department should have the same policy. So, So those kind of things, I think how to make the policy granular, dynamic, contextual, to make that a true zero trust, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Right, so really there are two things. One is discovering unknown threats, preventing them before they cause the damage. The other one is have very granular dynamic policies So that a customer's environment is secure. So those are the two big categories we are working on. By the way, you know, it's not just the machine learning team is working on it. We actually collaborating with our domain experts Mm -hmm. from the security research team, from the engineering team, right? So we always say that within the team, within the company, that machine learning team cannot go very far unless until we actually collaborate uh, fully with a lot of the domain experts in the company. That's what we are doing.
1: That's awesome. It does take a, it takes a community, right? I'm I'm sure to stop what we see on a daily basis. I'm so excited about the whole policy configuration and and machine learning relative to that, because there isn't a day to go by that, a prospect, a customer, somebody doesn't ask me, well, how do you really define policies? It's overwhelming. You know, when you look at some organizations like my former one, there's over hundred thousand employees, you know, over 150 countries in the world. There were about just shy of 7,000
2: applications.
1: How do you- 100,000
2: kind of, applications.
1: No, there was, no, 100,000 people with, with 7,000 applications.
2: 7,000 applications, yep. 100,000 people.
1: Right. Now it's great because for most of those listening, if, if you are you know have the Zscaler platform, you know that if you deploy, right, Zscaler, you can deploy it in a discovery mode. So you can start to understand what your application portfolio is. Now that you have that data, and all this information, what do you do with it? It is overwhelming to organizations. So they actually get stuck, right? How they get stuck where they don't know really this user has to have this application only at quarter end. So unless you're actually doing this constant understanding, this machine learning of what users are requiring ongoing, it's only a snapshot in time. So how good is that snapshot in time and or if an employee moves roles? And now they don't aren't part of finance any longer. Right? They went to the sales group and now they don't need the, the all of the finance applications. They only now they need a lot of the sales applications. And so it's really exciting to hear the work you guys are doing on the policy configuration.
2: And uh, I would actually say one thing here. So, Pam, you just mentioned that, right? You know, the the world is dynamic, right? People come and go, application come and go, right? And it's kind of a getting faster and faster moving, right? But I would even argue that even if you consider in the old <laughs> days that are slow moving, right? You know, you don't have too many people coming and go too often, too many new applications up and down too often. Even in that world, People do not necessarily know their world, right? Meaning that, hey, how many applications, what applications where, right? Right. So what you are seeing is, is definitely a big challenge that we are trying to address. I would even say that without that, you know, fast changing, mm-hmm. you know, just because you have a hundred thousand people, just because you have thousands of applications, people have a hard time to even know the inventory, what's right. going on, right? right. Plus, things are dynamic. Mm -hmm. That just makes things even more interesting. So the reason I kind of mentioned this is we actually have been working with a few of our customers, right? You know, about this policy things. This is not just one customer, two customers. Actually, we run into multiple customers that, hey, you know, uh, Zscaler team, you discovered this, right? That doesn't sound right because we don't have X, Mm -hmm. And then a week later, they said, "Oh yes, I didn't realize we have X." Right, right. <laughs> so I felt like, "Wow, you know, even before we talking about things, changed left and left and right. Mm-hmm. Just that, you know, this X has been there for the last two years. <laughs> right. or people longer, may not or longer. Right? People may not know that. Right. So we actually discover or you know, give intelligence, give visibility into things, not just what happened the last month. <laughs> right,
1: right." irrelevant of size some companies have grown through acquisitions and in addition to that some companies some organizations they have a world of lifers and, and maybe it maybe doesn't translate for everyone but basically someone who spends their entire career at a company basically in a role you know in the multinationals you find a lot of lifers in their roles and when they come due for retirement yeah there's documentation but it's never a hundred percent it never really explains the environments. There were Band-Aids put in environments, right? In addition, there are also such old applications still running that that can't be fully qualified names because they're so old and maybe they're just an IP address. So will it also, because if you run discovery mode with Zscaler, you'll actually identify where users are going because you see, right, they're connecting to this IP address. And in, in my former role, we would call you and say, Howie, what is this IP address you're going to? they say, oh, Pam, it's this application we created and it's only used at month end or quarter end or something. And we'd be like, okay. And there's only six people using it, of course, right? So now you're going to rationalize that application. In your view and what you're working on, do you see those kind of scenarios? Because I know I've talked to a lot of companies that have that scenario. Do you foresee being able to account for those old applications with machine learning also to say, you know, hey, these old apps should be actually put into these policies for these users to get to, will you be able to account for that also?
2: Well, of course, I, we can do anything and everything. <laughs> no, I mean, look, you mentioned a couple of the in- interesting things, you know, that's what uh, AI and the machine learning uh, are shining. So you mentioned the two things just now. One is a lot of the knowledge is embedded in humans' brain. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if the people is gone and the person is gone, then what do we do, right? It's a very human dependent, mm-hmm. right? And then the other thing is the human scale, right? You know, um, just the one person or 10 people, how much can you do, right? You're at at the mercy of the number of the, you know, resources you have, right? So human dependent, human scale, right? And then the other thing is a human scale matters in in your previous uh, point in that, hey, I can deal with AD, I can deal with SAP, but I have a long tail right right you know you said you have seven thousand applications you probably know first the seven or maybe 70 many applications inside out right mm-hmm. but do right. you know the next 6000 <laughs> application inside Correct. out you don't have that you know, resources, energy, right? So because you you are at a human scale, mm-hmm. right? What if you can at a, you know, at a scale far more than human scale, right? So, so the way I look at AI machine learning, right? If you have a problem, right? You say, hey, if I just uh, double the amount of the, my team, you know, I can so, sort of solve the problem. You don't need AI machine learning the reason you don't need ai machine learning is ai machine learning is not a panacea it's not like 100% accurate right i was i was actually completely joking to say we can solve anything and everything it's the opposite right ai machine learning is not going to solve anything and everything at the same time ai machine learning can solve a, a problem at a scale or multiple out of magnitude scale mm-hmm. difference right you know for instance if this problem you had 10 people what if you need uh, to solve a problem, long tail, you need 10,000 people, you don't have 10,000 people. That's the perfect, you know, sort of the use case for AI machine learning, knowing that AI machine learning may make a mistake, but it's far better than, you know, you don't even, you don't even get a chance to look into this sort right. of problem, right? right? So I think this is the challenge and opportunity for AI machine learning for them quite foreseeable future mm-hmm. if you ask me hey howie do you have a policy recommendation do you have a malware detection that's so accurate mm-hmm. right you know the detection okay. rates the precision right. both are 100% or close to 100% we don't have that technology i don't expect we have we have that technology in the foreseeable near future right but if you ask me hey howie I have a solution, right? Some Somewhat with the conventional technology, somewhat with the human mm-hmm. help, but I can only do at this scale, right? I want to solve a problem three out of magnitude more, right? 1,000 X, right. 10,000 X. It's not even a starting point for me to solve that problem with my current way of doing things. Can AI machine learning help? A lot of times, not always, not, you know, 100% of time, but a lot of times that's where the starting point for the AI machine learning. Does that make sense? Totally. So long tail is one example, right? Right, Because right. it's too long. You don't even, it's not even possible for your, your team to even take a close look at it.
1: I, I really appreciate and respect, you know, your honesty about the fact that machine learning and AI may not solve everything. But what it will do is it gives you that point of taking data, crunching it, and then allowing certain aspects to be looked at relative to that data. So you do need someone to make a decision, right, on something that you've now crunched all this data on.
2: I'll give another example. So we talk about a variety of things, a threat. Let's use a threat as an example, right? So we all know that, you know, a couple of years ago, there was this thing called, you know, solar wind attack, which impacted so many companies, right? right? Government agencies, you know, Microsoft, (laughs) the big, small companies, right? And it was very damaging. So if that thing, the similar kind of threat happens in, you know, in the world, in our country, next time, can we detect or prevent it, right? Mm-hmm. If we use the conventional technology, it's going to be very, very hard, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so evasive. At the same time, I would say AI machine learning is a very interesting technology to deal with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But however, am I going to tell you, hey, use AI machine learning, it's going to detect the next solar wing precisely? Hey, here's that thing? You know, probably not, right? What it's going to do is, it, because of the AI machine learning, because of the big data technology, we can afford to look at so many signals, so many dimensions of the data. We can actually come up with a much shorter list, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Maybe with some human pruning it, Mm -hmm. validating it, and among, let's say, 20 interesting alerts, Mm -hmm. you see, wow, this is actually something potentially very damaging, right? I think what I'm trying to say is AI machine learning is not going to pinpoint that needle in the haystack precisely, no more than no less. That's too idealistic, right? Mm-hmm. However, coupled with that with domain knowledge, right? Coupled right. that with the conventional okay, technology, right. coupled that with our, you know, trying to chew technology mm-hmm. together. I think we, have, we are able to advance the, the threat detection um, by a very large margin.
1: That's really exciting to hear because threats are getting worse, right? And how can you actually monitor the world um, with Zscaler, we have so much data because of all the customer traffic, right, going through the Zscaler cloud, taking that data, being able to crunch it at the, the magnitude, right, of what you're doing with your organization, really appreciate it, respect the fact that you're not going to solve everything, um, but you will be able to identify things. You'll be able to Find the anomaly. Help to identify, help to shortlist. list. Right. right. To give it to some, you know, for that someone to look at, to say, hey, hold on. We need to look at this. Right. Right. Let's flag something. And for the policy configuration, for all, all you listening out there, you know, I'm excited because so many organizations are stuck there. They have a couple policies. They stay there, but their their ambition is to get to more granular in their mind, zero trust where here's my crown jewel apps. Now, most of us know what our crown jewel apps are, but to Howie, to your point, you know there may be 6,000 more applications that are not so important that based on machine learning, hey, this is a great bucket as a recommendation to be created. And if the system can do that, I think that can take a lot of pressure off organizations and those administrators trying to crunch things, trying to figure out what is the right way to do this at least give them a the starting point to think about something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of the area that you wouldn't, you know, possible to think about mm-hmm. doing anything granular control, right? right? Now you have a, at least I have some hope. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> also, you know, the domain experts, this is actually, you know, we are actually leveraging day, day in and day out. So, you know, the threats we were talking about, right? So almost every week or every day, right? We discover something interesting. Right. And then we, you know, my engineers would go to security research team led by Deepen Design. And we say, hey, you know, what is this, right? And sometimes they say, wow, this is actually very, very interesting. Let's do something, right? So so I started seeing a lot of those exciting uh, collaboration and then really, really makes uh, a big difference to our customers at this point.
1: Absolutely. Well, listen, this has been a great conversation. I hope all of you out there have enjoyed it. Howie, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us. Talk to us about machine learning and AI here at Zscaler.
2: That's our mission. So, you know, it's 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 an interesting mission, you know, a few years into it. And I think that there will be far more exciting stuff coming out of Zscaler, coming out of this team, coming out of this approach uh, for the years to come. Thank well, we you, Pam. look forward
1: to it. And all, to all you listening out there, thanks again for tuning in to another episode.
2: Thank you, everyone. Bye.
0: For listening to cloudy with a chance of trust check back with your podcast provider regularly for more episodes you can find lisa lorenzen and pam kubiatowski on the cxo revolutionaries website at revolutionaries.zscaler.com or on linkedin statements by zscaler podcasters and guests are informational only and should never be construed as legal advice you should consult with your legal advisor on matters related to you or your business zscaler makes no warranties express implied or statutory as to the content of this podcast and it is provided as is Content on this podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are current as of the date of recording and subject to change. These statements are subject to the safe harbor provisions created by the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. Full legal disclaimers are available at revolutionaries.zscaler.com. Copyright 2022.